Konnichiwa, my friends. Welcome to Master Samurai Tech Radio. This is episode 22. Today is January 15th, and we've got a special edition for you today. We're going to be, ta we we're going to be talking about how big is the samurai's ego. Yes, just a special five-hour edition of... <laughs> That's all we needed to talk about the samurai's ego, and it actually pertains to tech training and lots of other interesting things, but we just thought it was kind of a funny title. Yeah. Uh, because that, that's kind of a, maybe that comes up from time to time. Maybe that's kind of a question. Um, so we're going to address some of those points. We're also going to be talking about the upcoming ASTI that's coming up just this weekend. Ah, and yes. tech training challenges, three stumbling blocks to becoming a great tech. Uh, and also we're going to be getting into what makes appliantology so special? What makes it so great? And what makes it different from other online tech communities. And, and it's not just the Samurai's humongous ego. <laughs> not just that. No, no. <laughs> and then finally, we're going to be talking about a new program that we're going to be unveiling for Master Samurai Tech alumni. Is it alumni is plural? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Master Samurai Tech alumni, a new program for them. Stay tuned. So, all right, Miss Samurai. Why don't you tell them what's coming up this weekend? Well, we are getting on a big airplane and flying down to uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, the Tampa Bay area, which I have not been to since I was one year old. So it's probably changed a little since then. <laughs> yeah, well, especially with the hurricanes and things like yeah. that. But yeah, the big yeah. Uh, annual service training institute, ASTI, A-S-T-I, right. uh, coming up. And all the manufacturers, all the big manufacturers are going to be there. Lots of technical training going on, trade show. Lots of good stuff, a lot of techs there to talk with and network with and powwow with, have fun with, go drink beers with, reconnect with old friends, make new friends. So it's a, it's a good time to be in St. Petersburg, Florida, as we mentioned, which has a lot of its own attractions. So should be a good oh. time. We'll have a booth there at the trade show. So if you're planning on going, you're seeing this before you go, uh, please stop by, say hello. We'd love to talk with you and um, tell you, just share some powwows with you and some jokes. Oh yeah, and we have a special, we've been doing this for years. I think you started attending at least eight or more years ago just for the training. And then we've mm -hmm. been there, um, this is our what fourth year to have a, a booth in the trade show. And new this year is our third full-time team member, Sam. Yeah, and uh, Sam is already very active behind the scenes. He's running a lot of the back end of the sites for both Master Samurai Tech and Appliantology. And he's also helping out a lot in the forums, both uh, answering questions and getting information for people. And so he's going to be then helping us run the trade show booth, and he's gonna also going to be going to training. So, yep. Yeah, so come time. by and say howdy. Yeah, that'd be his first one. So. All right, so that's great. The first thing I want to do is when we, uh, before we get into um, discussing the massive size of my ego, <laughs> is talk about the difference between ego and confidence. And I think sometimes these get confused. Confidence is when you have a solid foundation in what you're doing. You've been through a rigorous curricula of training that has been developed by people who already know, who've, who've already traveled that path before you. You have successfully completed that. So you've got great resources for knowing what you know, you, but you also know what you don't know. Because ironically, that's one thing that training and education in particular teaches you, not just teaches you how to think, but it also kind of shows you, clues you into a world of 
wow, there's all this other stuff that I don't know. You're at least aware of it. It's on your radar. Um, in fact, I, it was in college that I learned I'm really not that smart. I mean, I just work hard. And, and but but when I was in college, that's when I really found out. Whoa, there are some people who are like scary smart, and I ain't one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was kind of a humbling experience for me. I had to work really hard. Yeah, I got through. Yeah, I got two engineering degrees and all. Yeah, blah blah blah. But uh, I had to work my butt off to get them. And there were some guys who would sleep through class and ace the tests, and and I was always envious of those guys. Um, that but confidence comes from going through an experience like that. Right. Ego, well, if I could interject. Yes, please. Confidence also comes from having a process um, and having confidence in the resources that you have, because none of we'll never know everything inside of our heads. But, you know, you build that foundation and then you know how to deal with situations as they come. Right. It, exactly. So you've got enough of a, of a back of a wealth and background of information that you know you can at least figure it out. It's not just about having the answer, you know, that you've got the factoids in there rummaging around in there somewhere. You've got enough of a foundational knowledge about things that you can figure it out. You can connect the dots. Uh, that's that confidence comes from that. Ego is when your self-worth gets involved. Uh, my ego doesn't get involved with my with this stuff. I mean, my self-worth is based on uh, the perception of people who love me and who I love, like Mrs. Samurai. Uh, it, it's it's not based on oh I, I didn't know this and I should have known that uh, then it's it's an opportunity to learn that's how I look at it but when somebody's ego and their sense of self worth is based on not being wrong about anything uh, you're kind of setting yourself up for a fall and and so and as a result when they when they think they get pointed out that something's wrong they uh, they had something wrong they did something wrong they they rather than take that as an opportunity to learn and to grow from that experience they lash out defensively. Um, so, and that it's kind of situation where you don't know what you don't know, or, you know, you know a little and you think you know it all. And as a result, you don't know your limits. And so you bumble around and make mistakes. Either you break something, you guess wrong on the part, or some other tech points something out to you. That's just, it's a, a technical scientific basis uh, thing. And it's not just a matter of opinion. You know, technical stuff is, is not about it. It's not like politics. It's, it's, um, it's not about opinion it's their facts they're you're right or you're wrong you got it or you don't um and, but so the tendency then is to blame someone else and um so right and we're going to get into a little bit later more about sort of opinion versus facts because that's an important distinction too but we'll get back to that but it sounds like what you're saying is that you are high in confidence and it's not so much ego yeah, and I and it say I've, I would say that I'm high in confidence within my area of specialty. Now, would I be high in confidence in uh, literary critique? No, I don't know anything about literary critique. I would be. I would say I'm the first one to say I'm I'm ignorant when it comes to that kind of thing. Or or would I be high in confidence in translating Russian language? No, I don't know anything about. I'm ignorant of that. But in my area of specialty, appliance technology, I'm very confident. I can figure this stuff out. Technology doesn't scare me. I can see something new, look at the technical diagrams and the specifications and go, okay, yeah, I see how this works and I can figure things out when I'm actually there and on the job. Uh, figuring out what somebody else is telling me is, is its own challenge, but usually I can figure that out too enough to help them through the problem. Uh, but yes, right. I am high in confidence, the caveat being within my area of specialty. Right, well, and you have 
the amazing backdrop to prove it. We have not commented on your new Spithia yes. <laughs> backdrop yes. there. I like that a lot. We actually built this brick wall back here just to have it as a, it was an addition. I mean, you know, we paid a, a lot of money to have this built and then and then painted. So right. yeah, hope, hope you guys are liking it. And it's, it's, uh, it's working out well. It keeps the place nice and warm too. Yeah, it's just, if you turn around and start walking too fast, forgetting <laughs> it's there. Uh, yep. So. All right. What else I distract you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, next thing is tech psychology and training obstacles. Yes. You know, we've, we've had great experience training lots of techs. I mean, thousands of techs, uh, I would say, have been through, have interacted with us in some way or the other. And we've had great experience, overwhelmingly with great experience training these techs. Lots of great people out there. As a group, techs pride themselves on what they know. That's normal. That's that's kind of like, that's cool. We, we, we work hard to acquire this information. And uh, so, yeah, and if you successfully uh, acquire it and can apply it, there's some basis for for pride there. You just don't want to get carried away with that, but there there is some and techs do pride themselves on that. Uh, but do the question then becomes, do they have the troubleshooting skills based on a scientific understanding of how things are working, or is it just memorizing and regurgitating factoids? Oh, I've seen this on this model. If this problem replaced that part, don't know why, but it just it works that way. And they don't really understand the mechanics of what's going on behind it. Again, this this is not a personal assault of, of the technician. But if, if if you find yourself in that situation, you should recognize that you can understand what's going on a, on a fundamental mechanistic uh, level of understanding this. And it, it doesn't have to be rely on factoids and, you know, using Evernote and making uh, making notes of, oh, yeah, if this, then do this. And there's some place for that. Uh, I'm not uh, discounting that. But you don't want to rely on that exclusively. You want to try as much as possible when you see, when you come up with something like that, use that as an opportunity that, yes, this is pointing out a limitation in what I know, but I can acquire this and I can learn more. And that's, that's maybe something that, um, uh, it's an opportunity for techs that I think a lot of times is missed. Right. Particularly and if you've got a massive ego involved in that and it's going to, because you're going to then get defensive rather than take that as a learning opportunity. It, it, you have to be in a different place to learn stuff. It's, it's about, you have to be almost in a place of humility in order to learn something because it's like, you know, like people in rehab, the first step to uh, solving their addiction is they have to admit they have a problem. Kind of the same thing when you're going to learn something, you have to admit that I, you don't know something, then you're in a good place to, to start learning. Right. And, and we all, you also have to look into any mental obstacles you have because attitude is critical. And um, I, I'm remembering as we're talking about this, well, because anybody who's listened to us or read much of what we write, they know we talk a lot about that, about what the difference is between tr real troubleshooting and not real troubleshooting and how uh, a lot of appliance repair people out there are parts changing monkeys. Yeah, that's so many people use that expression now. And we actually, I've, I, when people take a course at the academy, they fill out a little information about themselves. And I've had a number of guys say, I didn't know I was a parts changer until I started listening to you guys. And I realized I have a lot to learn. And it's awesome because they say that they're, they're not ashamed. They're just like, wow, I'm glad I know that now. And I can take steps to, to remedy it and get better. 
And that's exactly the right attitude to have. You know, a lot of techs don't have any formal training. They're either self-taught or they've learned through on-the-job training or some combination thereof. Nothing wrong with that at all. I'm not dissing that in the least. In fact, being autodidactic is in many ways, if you're doing it correctly, is more honorable. That, that there's, you've really taken it on yourself to learn things. Autodidactic, self-taught. Um, that's kind of like the goal of home of real education is to learn how to continue to learn throughout your life. It never stops. Right. I think that's one of the mis misimpressions. Is that a word? Misunderstandings we yeah. get from the way our schooling is. We graduate. And we think that's it. We're done. You know, we went to school. We went to high put, school. We graduated. We're done. And just let it coast along and just, uh, you know, watch uh, Jefferson's and uh, Three's Company the rest of your life. Right, right. Boy, did I just date myself then or what? Well, you know, you do have a big ego, so you probably do want to date yourself. <laughs> uh, it's an old ego too, apparently. So. <laughs> now, quick aside, your face is sort of golden. Have you noticed that? Can you see it in the, in the thing? I did not. I, it's a, I think your flesh-colored makeup is wearing off, and we're seeing that, the fact that you're actually no, a honey, golden god. I'm a golden tech. <laughs> Okay, that's obviously it's the gold of my ego shining through, radiating out. Oh. See. I'm sorry, you guys just listened to the audio portion of this. You can't <laughs> see the the radiating gold coming glow uh, aura coming from me, but oh well. Catch the video they'll, later. They'll get yeah, they'll get home and pull up YouTube right away. Yeah. So, um, what else were we talking about here? Okay, oh, we get so, it at the students. We occasionally get, uh, uh, you know, that kind of uh, resistance because not having that uh, where you recognize that you need to learn more, not having that becomes an obstacle to learning. And we occasionally get this with Master Samurai Tech students who usually they're employees, <clears throat> owner operators who come to Master Samurai Tech to learn. They're, they're motivated. They want to learn because they're, they've been humbled by, it gets expensive to guess the wrong parts on, uh, you know, new control boards on computer controlled appliances. You're, you're not going to be in business very long if you're operating that way. So owner operators are very motivated. They come here, they're ready to learn. Or people just getting into the trade, they're, they're, they're in a great place to learn because they realize they've got a lot to learn and they're coming to us to teach them and we do that. We do it very well. It does get in the way with uh, people who, uh, typically, they're techs who are employees. I'm not saying this is all the time, but this is where we see this more often. So, techs right. who are employees who um, they have a few years of experience and they've had some success at changing parts. Um, but this, these, and this is the toughest nut to crack because they've got some experience, some success, and they think they know it all. And and, and why do I need to learn this? And you, as soon as somebody's asking that, they're asking the wrong question. They're, they're not in a good place to learn because now they're starting to question the training. Now they're starting to, like, as though I just make this up, as though I, I just can't, you know, it didn't come out of 25 years of experience. It didn't come out of me doing it, doing it, and learning all this stuff in the Navy, basic electricity, electronics, avionics, uh, electrician, aviation, eh, avionics technician training in the Navy, and then fixing, you know, radar equipment down to the component level, which is actually where it all came from. But so they're questioning the training but they they don't really even know why they need to know it. They're not seeing, they're not understanding the value of it. You know what I'm right. saying? Or at least trusting. You know, if if we've produced this with the explicit goal to help technicians, appliance technicians be better, 
uh, from a place of, of experience, because you've been doing it for so long, their employers have seen enough value to invest in it. Um, you know, they, they just need to, I, I, I get that it's, they're busy, it takes time, it takes effort. Um, it might make them feel bad if, if they're struggling a little bit, but if they can get over that hurdle, they're just going to benefit. Well, it's, yeah. And so it's not only do they, that they don't know what they don't know, which uh, we, as we've mentioned, but it's, they don't know what they need to know. This is why when you embark on a course of study, you do it in a curriculum because you have no idea what you, what you need to learn in order to get to the end point uh, of that, of that training course or that education curriculum, whatever you're embarking on. So you need people who have already put it together for you. They know you need this foundation. You need to learn this before you can then go on and learn that. So they don't know what they need to know or they know a little, think they know it all, and no idea how deep the rabbit hole goes. So there's, they're oblivious to what else might be going on. Right, and so, in fact, you just listed our three big obstacles that, right. that is one of the topics we're, we're bringing up today. Right, and so this, this also gets into, we're all ignorant of something. Ignorance is not a dirty word. And, and so it, there's just no way we can learn everything there is to learn out there. So we're, we don't, there's not enough time in the day. My, our cranial capacity is not big enough. We don't have enough intelligence to learn every, to, and to know everything that there is out there. So we're all going to be ignorant about something. So it's, it, why not just recognize where that exists in us and then just learn it and put in the work and learn it? Yep, exactly. So if you're a tech, you need to be honest with yourself and ask, are you really still open to learning? If you're a manager or a supervisor of techs, are you encouraging them to have the right attitude to learning? Because that, that's also very important. You've got to motivate them. As an online training academy, we've got the goods. We've got the, the training. We know what it takes to make a great tech. And we can, we can help ignorance. Ignorance is 100% curable. But we can't help lazy and we can't help arrogant. Those are right. two things that the manager, you as a manager, if you're managing techs and putting them through the training, you need to you need to uh, see if that's what's going on with your tech, and we can help you with that. Uh, but you need to see if that's what's going on with your tech, and then work with them through those those attitude problems and get them into a good place where they can learn. Because we're online, we're not there with them. We're not public school teachers, where you know most of their time is spent trying to motivate and and then discipline the classroom. Maybe they're teaching ten percent of the time. We we've, we've developed this training uh, for people who want to learn. And so, and if they want to learn, they're asking us questions, they're going back and forth with us, they're going to learn. They're going to come out the other end being a much better tech than they were uh, when they went in. Exactly. So let me just, since they kind of came out in conversation, just for people wondering, what are those three big obstacles? I'll list them again. Mm -hmm. It's uh, that people don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they need to know. And they know a little and think they know a lot. So those are our three succinct things that we all need to be aware of in ourselves and look yeah, for. Yeah, including me and my massive ego. And I think there's <laughs> enough room here for, let's see, do I have enough room here for my ego? Yeah, all right. Oh, so, I, I think you need a bigger, like a wide, what is it? Uh, a wide view lens on the, on right, the camera, right. yeah. Right, because you don't know what you don't know about your ego, it's so big. Oh, that's brilliant, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So, but I know I can count on a few texts to always point that out. Uh, sometimes, yeah. for example, at a plantology, you'll hear some occasional criticism 
from folks who've been at Appliantology at the, in the past. Believe it or not, I know, but we've had we've had to escort some people off the Appliantology campus. So now we're talking about Appliantology, not Master Samurai Tech. Right. Um, give them their money back and look, it's just not not a good fit because they would get into what they wanted to call differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. You, you can have opinions about things like what brands you like to work on, what's the best way to change a pump or a boot uh, on a front load washer, or uh, what's the best way to handle this situation with a customer. Um, all of these are matters of opinion, how much to charge, all that kind of stuff. And, and that's that's all opinion stuff. That People don't get um, asked to leave Appliantology for that. People get asked to leave when they're trying to argue about stuff that you can go learn in Physics 101 or in any high school physics textbook. When they're trying to argue about things like that and refuse to listen to, like, no, go anywhere else and you will see this is how it works. And they insist on promoting inaccuracies that, and it just, it becomes not worth the time. It's, this person's not in a good place to learn or to share good information. And that's kind of, that's really what Appliantology is about. It is about curated, good, accurate information. That's what that's what people pay for, um, right? Our product is information, both at Master Samurai Tech and at Appliantology. And if if we're allowing for uh, bad technical information, and I'm talking about stuff that is not even arguable by anybody who knows physics 101 stuff, if we're allowing that to be perpetuated and just perpetuate what I call tech myths about how circuits work or about how electricity works or whatever the situation is, then we're not doing our job. You're not, you're not getting what you pay for uh, right. in your membership. And we come across too, it's, it's not just that somebody wants to persist in, um, you know, putting out information that's not very accurate or, or that kind of thing, but the occasional person has been incredibly defensive when, and it's not even just us sometimes that point it out. There's other users. We've got enough sharp guys at the forums yeah. and gals now. We are increasing in the, yes, the female com contingent. Um, and yeah, the, they'll just, you know, sort of, well, get their butts on their shoulders, <laughs> as you might say, that's, and, that's, and lash out at people. That's the only way like, you can you can say yeah. it. I mean, we'll even give them, you know, refund them for any, if they've been there for like six months, whatever, and ask, you know, here's your money back, no hard feelings. And they still go and complain, which shows you that the complaints aren't really about money and they never are. They're about personal rejection. And, and actually the personal rejection, again, take a look at yourself. You're refusing to learn, refusing to be corrected on something that is basic science, not a matter of opinion. You know, water is wet. Yes, no. Uh, the, some, sometimes things well, are that It depends. Blatant. It depends. <laughs> is it frozen? Well, you're right. If it's frozen water, then yes, it, it would not be wet. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> so, you know, no doubt, you guys have had the occasional customer that, you know, you, you know you treated fairly, but they didn't see it that way. Well, right. the same thing happens on websites when you get a whole big community of techs coming in. Not everybody's right for, for Appliantology. For that, you've got uh, the big sewers of information out there that, that uh, some, some people call Facebook, for example. Um, it's a big sewer. Um, anybody can go there and, and, bl and blah, 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 and there's no kind of verification or vetting. It's just like a, a de democracy of uh, information, of facts. 
And so whoever blabs the most, that's the fact that wins. And that seems to be kind of the way America in general is going. Just but uh, yeah. instead of just there are things that are true, there's a certain reality, and there are things that are not true. There's a certain reality there. Right? So Hunt, who died and made me God? Uh, I think it's your ego talking again. Honey, check your ego, all right? I'm checking it. I'm check. Uh, you know, it's a tongue-in-cheek question, but that's where a lot of tax egos take them. When, when I'm trying to explain to them, and I, I do it nicely, but they're refusing to listen. That's where a lot of their egos take them. Oh, well, who's he think he is? The reality is that I do have a lot of training and I do have a lot, a lot of practical experience, probably, and I'm not bragging, but probably more than 99% of the other techs out there in terms of my formal training and experience. Does that mean I'm smarter than everybody else? No. Does that mean I'm a better human being that I have more inherent value in the eyes of God than anybody else? Of course not. It's just, it's just a reality and a statement of fact. I mean, yes, maybe it's a little bit embarrassing even to say, yes, I have two engineering degrees. And yes, I worked for a decade as an engineer before I got into appliance repair as a way of uh, uh, being self-employed. That's really why I got into it. I didn't, I got sick of the whole corporate rat race thing. And yes, I worked as a, as a tech in the Navy and got all my original uh, electrical and electronics training in the Navy. And yes, I'm a licensed professional engineer which you know requires two eight-hour exams with five other PEs uh, ver verifying you and, and recommending that you can you can sit for the exams, but that's that doesn't make me smarter than anybody else. It just means I chose to do that while somebody else was chose to go another path. Doesn't make me smarter. Doesn't make me better. Doesn't mean God loves me more. It it just means that uh, I I chose to do that to spend the time and the money to do that. Actually, didn't have to spend that much money. The Navy paid for most of my college. Well, um, honey, I I do think that you've missed a point here that does make you maybe more favored than others. Oh, and you're looking right at her. <laughs> that's right. I'm married. I'm what? I'm married to the luckiest gal in the world, and that right there. <laughs> You've just been waiting to use that line. <laughs> it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> so, well, I just think I'm so smart, don't I? Well, that's that's kind of another thing we hear sometimes. So, and, and some texts get defensive when I list those credentials. That's why I don't talk about them a lot. Well, who's he think he is? Um, that's kind of where that question comes from. And I'm sorry, that's, again, that's their ego problem. That's, that's not my problem. That's just the reality of my life. Um, yeah, I'd like to interject thing. something. Yeah. Is that what a lot of people are, are not thinking about here is how much time you actually are putting into this stuff. So it's not just that you have you well, know, education and training. Well, you do. Be, I mean, like, and that's a great point. Like any athlete or performer or something like that, you know, you tend to watch them and you go, well, you know, that doesn't look so hard till you try to do it yourself. But, and it's not, again, it's not that you have necessarily particular gifts, but you have chosen to invest a large amount of time into researching appliance technology, then distilling it down into a small package so that busy working techs can know what they need to know. It's time, hard work, and discipline. It is mm -hmm. not that not because I have a four-digit IQ. Because believe me, and I said this before, when I was in college, I knew guys who were really smart. I saw them and they were scary. 
I was not one of those guys. So it, it was a very humbling experience for me and just had to totally get over my ego and recognize that man is by the grace of God that I'm getting through this program at all. Right. And like you have said before, a truly educated person largely has just gotten to know that there's an enormous amount they don't know. Yeah, so. I mean, when I put together a webinar, for example, like the, the uh, tech training webinars that we have over at Appliantology, it's probably, you know, some of them are like just an hour long. Uh, some of them are, are longer, some of them are a series. But for as a general rule of thumb, for each of those webinars that's up there, there's probably an average of about 10 hours of prep that goes into producing it because I've got to bring a bunch of information together, cull a bunch of information from textbooks, from the web, and distill it down. I've got to make it understandable and I've got to, I've got to also write it up, make it presentable in like keynotes and be, be prepared to give examples. There's a lot of prep that goes on behind the scenes. When it's delivered, it, it kind of comes off usually, uh, thankfully, usually smoothly. And that's that doesn't just happen because, oh, oh, brilliant me. No, there was a lot of work in the back end that went to making it work like that. So that, that, was, that was another thing to point out there too. I think you were getting to that, that there's a lot of work that goes on, a lot of prep that goes on that doesn't necessarily show, uh, right. in, in, for example, in the webinar recordings. I can always tell when he's uh, starting to percolate another webinar because suddenly there's textbooks lying around everywhere. It gets a little annoying. <laughs> the dining room table is covered with his old engineering books or things, you know, materials he's printed out uh, off online and things like that. So yeah, and, and though I refer to them, I'm not teaching engineering. I'm teaching stuff that I learned uh, mostly comes out of my Navy training, which was, by the way, I was a 17 year old high school dropout when I went in the Navy. Um, and, and so, and the Navy knows how to train snot nose punk kids like me and, and what training they need to have in order to work on their expensive equipment. And so it wasn't, if, if I were to go into the training and go, why do I need to know this? Well, I had to learn trig. I thought, always thought I was bad at math until I start learning electronics in the Navy. Why do I need to know trig? If I start asking those types of things, I go, look, how about you just go swab decks and chip paint? instead of learning this. Instead, I did the training because, okay, this is the Navy, they know what they're doing, and they're gonna train, they're, they know, they're telling me I need to learn this stuff, fine, I'll learn this stuff. And learned it, I did, and then go on out to the shop. I didn't actually use the trig in the shop, but you need to know that for understanding reactive circuits, capacitive reactants, inductive reactants, and motors, and that kind of thing. Uh, but and it gives you a depth of understanding of what you're dealing, at least puts it on your radar. There's, there, are, there are processes and things going on with the circuitry that it's not just as simple as as what meets the eye. You know, it's it's you got to understand, for example, what your oscilloscope is showing you. Yeah, I had a whole bench with oscilloscope and digital probes and signal generators and all that stuff to trace through the circuit and find the actual bad component on the board. And you had to understand what is my oscilloscope actually showing me? Not just looking, you know, screen deep on the oscilloscope. Oh, I'm looking at squiggly lines and they all act that way you had to understand the physical processes that are going on. They didn't want idiots out there fixing their million dollar pieces of equipment that pilots lives are depending on. So I had to learn that because they were telling me I had to learn that. I just had to trust the training and go along with it and it paid off big time. That's where a lot of my stuff comes from, by the way. And then my 25 years of experience doing, uh, actually doing appliance repair. So uh, it's not, I'm not teaching engineering. I want to disabuse people of that notion. It's not, <laughs> I'm not trying to make engineers out of technicians. I'm trying to actually just make technicians out of technicians. 
uh, make technicians out of parts changers maybe, um, or make technicians better at what they do. Teaching them just the basic stuff. We don't, and the stuff that, by the way, in the fundamentals course, that's a fraction of the depth. It just barely scratches the surface of the depth of the training that we had to go through in the Navy in order to then go out and go to a, an electronics shop and, and fix radars. So I mean, we don't get into reactive circuits. I don't get into trig. Enough of the students have enough problem just with Ohm's law, uh, E is equal to I times R. They have enough problems with that. God, we start bringing trig into it and vector calculations and phaser diagrams and all, oh, they would just be freaking out. You know, voltage and current out of phase with each other. So we don't do that because you don't, you, it's good to be aware of that when you're working on some circuits, but you don't really need to know that stuff in appliance repair. It's kind of funny when I got out of, um, uh, when I first started doing appliance repair like 25 years ago, and I mean, it was like taking a step back. I mean, I was used to working on computer controlled radar equipment in the Navy. And so then I start working on these appliances. There were no computers and appliances back then. And it was like going back 50 years in time because it was it was like child's play. Just simple little circuits that you barely needed a schematic for. I still looked at them just because it was easier. Um, but so and they've now we've got some now we've got some computers and appliances that we have to deal with. It's still simple stuff compared to the stuff that we used to have to deal with and digital timing and all that kind of thing. We don't have to worry about that uh, in appliance for yet. That may be coming. Right. And if it does, you know who's going to help train you on it. We'll get you up to speed. Yeah. Yep. So, Tom, what makes appliantology so special? Well, a it's lot. peer to peer. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Uh, it's peer to peer. So, you get a variety of voices in the tech community. Uh, and the content, as I mentioned before, it's curated, meaning that I'm at least there to make sure that, that myths, common tech myths, aren't being propagated and, and it, it presents an opportunity to educate a user if they're starting to propagate myths. And most guys, when I do that, they learn. They may get their butt on their shoulders about it, but, but, but they'll learn. Um, not that I'm godlike, uh, not that I'm awesome, but that I just happen to know a little bit more than most techs. That's just the reality. It's a fact of life. Well, um, it's the job you've taken on. I mean, it, it is yeah. what you if decided. If someone else could have done it, if someone else had, had chosen to do that, they would have been doing this. But, uh, but this is the path that I've gone. Not everybody can do that. You don't have the time or you don't necessarily have the money. Like I mentioned, I had the, you know, the Navy paid for my undergrad. So not everybody has that opportunity available to them. I did. And so this is kind of like that niche that I'm in right now. Right. You're also not saying you're the only one out there who really understands this stuff. There are a lot of really smart techs out there. There are other trainers in different venues at some of the manufacturers that are, that, you know, know all this stuff too. We just, you know, we've used the online format to, to make this stuff available for the techs who are interested in that. Yeah. And that's a good point. I just, I just want to emphasize that, that there are a lot of really smart techs out there that, that I have met. Uh, I mean, just, super sharp and it's even more so when you realize they they've they're either self-taught or they haven't been through the the training that i have and the educational process that i have but man i mean they're they would be if they were in college if i were in college with them you know get an engineering degree they would probably be one of those scary smart dudes that i was talking about they yeah. kind of already are <laughs> so no there are some texts like that and I, right. i'm glad you mentioned that and one of the cool things back to appliantology is that i mean there are a lot of peer-to-peer -peer tech forums and and communities out there 
Um, and you already mentioned that one of the things that makes ours unique is that um, it's curated. There are, you know, Team Samurai keeps a watchful eye, tries to, to really make sure that the content is all kosher, so to speak. And um, the other thing is because it is a, the, the memberships are paid for memberships, you are interacting with other techs who value learning and value training and are willing to invest in that. Right. Yeah. And so we're not, we'll still get you know the occasional tech, the common thing you'll see in the in the sewer venues, uh, the the free online venues or, or you know Facebook that kind of thing, is, hey guys, I'm going out on this and it's got this. Anybody seen this before? What do I? What part do I change? And you you tend to get a lot of this. By the way, I want to say something about Facebook. People go, oh, hey, Facebook's free. Why not just use that? It's not free. They're taking information from you. There, there's a reason that that Mark, what's his name, Knickerbocker? What, what was the guy's <laughs> you name? always call him that. It, it makes me forget what his real name is. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> there's a reason he's a billionaire. They are getting your information. They're monitoring you, tracking you, getting all your contact information. They're, they've profiled you as a user of Facebook, and they are marketing your profile to people who are selling stuff on Facebook, people who are buying ads on Facebook. That they are, that's how they monetize themselves and they do that handsomely. Mm -hmm. Members at Appliantology don't see ads. That's why it's a subscription program. It, it's on a dedicated server. It's expensive to run the site. It's time consuming to run the site just, just from the technical aspects alone. Um, and so it's gotta be monetized somehow. We're not taking your profile information. We're not scraping your contacts. And, and selling your information, your marketing profile to marketers. Right. We're not doing that. So Facebook is. So yeah, think about that next time. Oh, well, Facebook's free. I mean, I'll just, yeah, well, it's, it's free in terms of money, but you're just giving up all your personal information. So if you're comfortable with that, that's fine. Uh, you know, be warm and filled and, and, and go forth and conquer, but uh, it's costing you. Right. And I just wanted to say, because I can just see somebody you know, uh, at a Facebook group. And there are some Facebook groups that have good people administering them. We're not saying that. We're not saying that everybody uses Facebook. I go on Facebook. Um, I try to avoid it. I know. But so we're not criticizing everything about Facebook or people who use Facebook, because I could just see somebody taking that comment about it being a sewer out of context. It is just <laughs> it's kind not. Of, I do kind of speak strongly about this. Yes. Stuff. It's a shorthand way of saying it. You know, right. it's, but it's like anybody knows. can go there. It's free oh, for yeah. anybody to go there and contribute content. So, yeah. And because of Facebook's algorithms, you never know how many people are seeing which topics and and you know some get a ton of responses there's there's nobody you know overseeing it and that can be fine i mean it's a great place just to throw up fun pictures or like oh my gosh look at this uh this yeah rusted out machine 20 year old machine that somebody wanted me to fix or you know all kinds of things um as long as you know what it is and know and know what it isn't Right. Um, but it definitely, it's, it, it sometimes can be a waste of time if you're really needing sharp technical information. If you just want some fun and camaraderie, of course, it, it, it works well for that. Yeah. All right. So last thing we want to wrap up with is uh, giving a sneak peek into the Master Samurai Tech Alumni Program. Yes. At Appliantology. So uh, what we're going to be doing for 
uh, students who have completed the fundamentals course, I'm, we're talking just the fundamentals course, we've got a bunch of other courses at uh, Master Samurai Tech, but if you have completed the fundamentals course, excuse me, <coughs> and have been certified, you completed it and met all the certification criteria, you get free full tech access. Um, and the same access that uh, professional appliantologists would get, uh, you would, you're, you're gonna get that. Details are gonna be published uh, soon, today or tomorrow, at my blog uh, at Appliantology, Samurai Appliance Repairman's blog at Appliantology. Look for that, we'll be sending out a newsletter on it as well when we've got it finalized and everything, all the I's dotted and T's crossed. It'll be super easy to do, uh, it's super easy to maintain, and all the details will be explained in that blog post. So just wanna put that on your radar to look for it because it's a, it's a super killer deal. I mean, we're just oh, yeah. kicking it up to 11. <laughs> we do keep doing that. I think at this point we must be kicking it up to, you know, like 38 or something. Cause we just <laughs> raising the bar. Yep. So I think that's a wrap on this one. Been, been at it longer. You got anything else? That is it. My, my little page is blank at the, wow. after the last thing we just talked about. Um, you know, I'm just basking in the glow of your big glowing ego. It's a, it's a, although you seem to be more glowing more. Mine's more like I don't have to seem to have that gold. Well, the sun's been black. setting as we're uh, talking. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, New Hampshire in winter, it starts to get dark early. So my ego isn't as golden at the moment, but uh, just give it a little bit. It'll regenerate and and start radiating outward again. Then <laughs> people can come and bask in the massive warmth of my ego, sort of like our nuclear power plant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's it. My my ego. I have the nuclear power plant of egos. Yes. So, yeah. hope to see some of you guys at Asti. You can come bask there. Yes. Yeah. We'll, and, we'll um, keep you warm. Give you a tan. And uh, and get a, a chocolate. I just shipped uh, about oh, I forget how many pounds, uh, like five pounds of those yummy lint truffles, Lindor truffles. Yes. Oh, hang on a second. I'll show them something else. I'll get. Okay. Oops, where'd he go? Oh, sorry, meant to have this uh, uh, earlier, but stop ah. by our booth at Master Samurai Tech and you will get your own Samurai Katana. It's the Swiss Army knife of pens. It's got a tablet toucher here. So, you know, what do you, what do you call those things? Where you stylus. Touch stylus. And it's got a light, a, a pen light here. And you open it up and it's a pen, of course. But this is the Swiss Army knife of pens. Notice they are individually wrapped and sanitized for your protection. <laughs> if only they were in a discreet brown wrapper, they'd Ooh. be complete. <laughs> well, the next batch, we'll get discreet okay. brown wrappers. Yes, that would be awesome. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, and we'll have the uh, Appliantology stickers again. Uh, yes. Guys like to put those on their badges. So, you know, no, no need to learn the secret handshake. You'll just have the little A that identifies who you are. Yep. All right. Well, that's awesome. So looking forward to seeing uh, whoever's going to be down in Asti. Looking forward to seeing you there. And uh, so until then, sayonara. Bye.